Winter 2021, how is it still too soon to know whether or not we can actually be planning for Christmas? This entire pandemic, we've done everything that they have asked us to do. Closed our schools, closed our businesses, withheld from going to funerals. That actually, I actually had to do that in the past year. No funeral for someone who passed away that I deeply cared for. And still, they're talking to us about not going and celebrating Christmas unless we get a slip from the CDC, I guess, or Fauci to go do it. Yeah, it's disgraceful. I mean, I want to laugh at it and be like, okay, Grinch, right? But it, it really is disturbing because people, hopefully, and I think a lot of the country is no longer waiting on Fauci, right? We're living our lives again. We're done with this moldy bureaucrat telling us what to do uh, and changing his tune every 10 minutes too, by the way. I mean, this guy has had every position on every issue of consequence in COVID back and forth. But it's like, listen, the vaccines work. They're very effective if you if you take them at preventing serious illness or death. So take it or don't, your choice, and go on and live your life. I mean, he That's, he it talks, should be simple. He talks about like sacred things as if they are carrots to sort of be offered. As if to you the need population. permission. Well, right. And like we went through this last year, and I I've been willing to sort of make concessions for for the bureaucrats and for everybody trying to figure this thing out. Like, we don't really know how to deal with a thing like this, especially a year ago. This was kind of novel for a lot of people. So I've been very patient, <laughs> and I understand that the government's not going to do everything perfect. But a year in to be talking about it when vaccination rates are as high as they are, to be like, well, if everybody's on their best behavior, we'll definitely- Maybe you can have way. Christmas. Thanksgiving, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I want pie, and Fauci is not taking pie from me. Sorry, Jan. Well, y'all know what we think. Uh, we'll see what Senator Rand Paul thinks. He's joining us now. <music> Senator Paul, thanks for joining us today. I got to ask, uh, are you transgressing against Dr. Fauci with the rest of the Paul family by daring to plan your Christmas a couple months out? <laughs> We are quite worried whether he will admonish us or whether he might come uninvited uh, and see how many family <laughs> members. We have, about 50, we have about 50 that show up for Christmas, just of immediate family. So we will probably in all likelihood break every one of his rules. Why are we still talking about this? It's the same conversation that we had a year ago for the same topic, except now we have about half the country vaccinated and more people doing it every single day. And yet the policy and the attitude of the health establishment has not changed. I think ultimately this is a battle between collectivism and individualism. The collectivists believe that you really don't have individual liberties and that those are to be disdained. You're to do as you're told. Uh, it's a form of elitism that sort of uh, gives great credence to a few authorities that are supposed to be in charge of either our economic or our mm -hmm. personal lives. Um, but it is an, an amazingly elitist and an amazingly disparaging sort of philosophy to the common man that the common man's not smart enough or the common woman is not smart enough to make their own decisions. Um, but it is a battle, and I don't think they will relent. And really, so much of what's being said is not even true. For example, the idea on vaccinations of how many people have been vaccinated, it's actually an incredible success. I mean, it's the opposite of what right. you're being told. Over 90% of people over 65 have voluntarily chosen to be vaccinated. That's an, that should be a success by any metric. 
Yeah, and what I'm wondering, Senator, too, is like, who are the people out there still waiting on, on Fauci to give them permission for Christmas? I feel like most of the country, you know, maybe some CNN hosts or some other people are still waiting on his approval, but hasn't the public health bureaucracy really discredited itself at this point? I think anybody at the University of Alabama football stadium or University of Kentucky football stadium, they've all completely discounted this man and are completely ignoring him. And I think justifiably so. I think it's also important that people know what his judgment is about. The fact that he first agreed to fund the lab in Wuhan, to fund a lab run by Chinese communists, and then to sort of give them the benefit of every bit of doubt. And then even after all this has happened, even after there is a distinct possibility that this came from that lab, he's still in favor of funding it. And NIH money are still still being funneled to the Wuhan lab. So I think that kind of judgment has caused a lot of us to sort of say, really, should this man be in charge of anything? And if the government still wants him, maybe we don't want to listen to him anymore. Right. It's interesting what kinds of people rise to the top in these agencies and organizations. But I wonder also... I mean, are you concerned about the long-term impact that this kind of stuff, obviously Christmas will go on, right? Nobody's going to listen to him. But in terms of our kids, right, they've had, they've missed school, they've been deprived of socialization, they've had mental health problems, they will have lifetime learning gaps. How concerned are you about the lasting impact of this lockdown light uh, kind of mode that we've been on, in on, on kids? You know, those of us who are concerned about civil liberties are always concerned that it's uh much easier to take them than it is to uh, grab them back from government. During times of war, government grows, civil liberties decline, and then it's very difficult after wars to try to get these back. This is currently a a war on a disease, but it's also a war on individual freedom, and whether, whether we'll get it back or not depends on the level of resistance. I will say that I'm encouraged when I see uh, mothers and fathers standing up at uh, local board of education meetings and uh, giving it back to the man, so to speak. And uh, that's encouraging that it's still in our DNA to resist. I mean, one of the great things about our, our country, I've always said about, you know, sort of the selection of who we have in our country has nothing to do with the color of your skin or your ethnicity, but it has to do with that part of your DNA that wants independence, wants to be left alone. So many of us came here either for religious or economic or political reasons that we've selected out. You'd think the the people that have it solidly in their DNA Mm -hmm. to want to be left alone. I hope we won't lose that. But we increasingly are this polarized society where about half of the people are lamenting. And so many times the thing they're lamenting are, are actually the opposite of the truth. So your liberals often say, I'm, if there's not a vaccine mandate, I could go to a restaurant and be sitting next to someone who's not been vaccinated. But it turns out when you look at the science, the fact that I'm not vaccinated doesn't make me a risk to them. It actually means that I have less chance of spreading the disease than they do because all they got was the vaccine. Now, I'm not proposing people get infected on purpose, but what I am proposing is they're telling you the opposite of the truth. The vaccine is somewhat protective. I'm in favor of Mm -hmm. it. But actually sitting next to someone who's only had the infection but not been vaccinated is actually a safer proposition than sitting next to someone that's only been vaccinated. So the truth is more difficult to come by. They don't really want the truth. They don't really want to obey the science. What they want is submission, ultimately. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, I'm most concerned about here with like the misinformation over what is actually safe for people is, you know, something that you've been talking a whole lot about, Senator Paul, and you mentioned it to Secretary Becerra the other week, is that when people are actually, uh, they get sick from COVID and then they weather it, they actually have an incredible um, uh, base to, to sort of move forward. I remember like my, my mother was talking to me about it because she ended up getting COVID as well. And I was like, please get the second shot. Please do that. Like that would be better for you. But I had been receiving a lot of misinformation about whether or not you were going to sort of be safer and more inoculated than having get, gotten the second shot in the first place. Like we're all being inundated with incorrect changing information on this stuff all the time. And I don't really begrudge people for not being able to keep up with what is true in this kind of climate. But it also leads to bad governmental decisions. So right now the government is wanting to mandate children take the vaccine. Yeah. And that's an information based on that and not enough people have been inoculated. But if you count the people who have been inoculated by the vaccine and those who have been inoculated by the disease, actually there shouldn't be this great pressure to vaccinate children. There's a great article out in the last day or two, and I think it came from The New Yorker, and in it it said that the risk of dying for an 85-year-old is 10,000 times greater than for a 10-year-old. So in England, they're actually not mandating the vaccine on children. They're pushing harder to give boosters to the elderly, which once again goes back to what Scott Atlas and others talked about. Let's target those vulnerable to disease and try to be as uh, vigilant as we can. Right now, the one thing government could do is get out of the way and speed up the approval of a Delta variant vaccine because it would be even better. Booster's probably not a bad idea if you're at risk or of a certain age, yeah. but what would be better would be the Delta variant. I have my staff looking into this today because the flu vaccine apparently is approved every year easily. We don't go through phase one, two, and three studies of the flu vaccine every year. Why is it that if they're using the same platform and all they're doing is inserting the Delta variant as opposed to the wild variant, why would we be doing extensive studies? It should be voluntary. I mean, some people are suspicious of the vaccine. They shouldn't be forced to take it. But frankly, right now, from a medical point of view, the Delta variant vaccine, it's there. It's already been created. We should be speeding the arrival of that if you want to save lives. But it should be absolutely, without question, only given voluntarily. So, Senator, I, I do wonder, right, because you mentioned the flu, um, a lot of people believe COVID will become endemic and just be a part of our lives. Uh, do you think that means that the security state and the infringements on our liberties are here to stay? Or do you have hope for the future, for the near future, that people will really reclaim their way of life? They'll say, I don't care what Fauci says about Christmas. I'm going back to normal. Do you have hope? About half of us want to retain and get our freedom back and the other half don't care. I mean, in some ways, see, the flu vaccine used to be targeted towards the elderly and those at risk. They usually didn't even advise for people under 50 that they really had to. You could kind of take it if you wanted to. But now, because of the acceptance of mandates on COVID, I think you're going to find people being more and more for mandates. The thing is, is that we have like 49 different vaccines, including chickenpox, which is non-deadly. And I'm not against the vaccine there either, but it should be your choice. I mean, is there not any limit? I mean, ultimately, you know, if you're overweight, should the police follow you to McDonald's? I mean, no more milkshakes for you, no more cheeseburgers for you, no more smoking. I mean, no more vaping, no more, you, you know, where will it end? So people do need to stand up and resist. But I think it's important so we don't get pigeonholed as not believing in the science that, uh, you know, there's a difference between persuasion and a mandate. I'm all for the vaccine and for taking it. I'm not one who thinks there's a great there's a greater danger from the disease than there is for the vaccine, particularly in the elderly. Now, if you're 10 years old, 
I don't know that we actually know the truth yet and that we should measure whether or not someone who's already had the disease at age 10 or 15, whether or not taking the vaccine might have more side effects. Interestingly, all of the children have been excluded until recently from the from the trials. But the other thing is, is if you've had COVID previously, you're excluded from the trial. So as far as safety, <laughs> we don't know the safety profile. Right. If you've already had COVID and they give you the vaccine, those would be the most likely people to get a reaction because they've already been primed with the infection and now they're being given a second challenge. Uh, so I hope we get our freedoms back, but it means people have to stand up and stand up. Uh, you know, I've been encouraged that several of the NBA have been making stands. Jonathan Isaac, there was another young man today, I'm blanking on the name, who came out and said, I got vaccinated against my will, but I couldn't give up my living. And that's mm -hmm. what's going to happen to a lot of people. Well, Senator, the, uh, the town of Washington is pretty much tearing itself asunder right now over the spending bill that is being worked through Congress that Biden would like to see. I think the last number that was, you know, $3.5 trillion is what they were looking to sort of pass through with the government. It's all funny Budget, money. Yeah, and, uh, and infrastructure. It is all funny money at this point. But now Biden is trying to encourage the progressives to push it down towards $2.8 billion or trillion. Does it even matter at this point? Like, it just is all sort of completely arbitrary when you're talking about our spending and debt? You know, I think we're in the upside down world when you have a three and a half trillion that they're asking for. And so when someone says, oh, I only want one and a half trillion of spending that we're going to completely borrow, they're like, oh, that's the moderate proposal now, <laughs> one and a half trillion. It's all extreme deficit spending. It's all things that traditionally conservatives had been opposed to. So yeah, we should be opposed to three and a half or one and a half. And last year's deficit was three trillion. This year's deficit in all likelihood will be four to five to maybe six to seven, depending on how big this package is. But the ramifications are already locked in. Inflation is already beginning to, to rise and realize that if you have five percent inflation, that means that over the next decade, your salary has to increase 50 percent to stay even. So this is what we have to explain to people. And it takes a step of logic to get there but that it's a bait and switch. People offer you things that appear to be free, but they're not, and you will pay for them by uh, having to pay more at the grocery store, more at the gas pump. And ultimately, the people who get left behind are the working class and those on fixed incomes. So I think that people can understand that and will understand that, but it's difficult when government or people from government say, we're going to give you free daycare and free college because the allure of free is strong, we just have to mm -hmm. explain to people that there is no such thing as a free lunch. Ultimately, you will pay for it. All right, Senator, we appreciate you keeping the fight up. I hope you don't get too lonely uh, saying these sensible things over in the Senate. Thank you so much for your time, Senator Paul. Thanks for having me.